receive according to your word. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, we're going to start off with where we left off last Tuesday. I'm going to call up Kim Costin, Rico Evans, um, it was somebody else. Who else was um, not here? Rico, Kim, did I miss somebody last week? Y'all, my husband and Jennifer. I need for y'all to come over on this side, and Athea, I need mics. And I need Manny, Teresa, and Athea again. Hallelujah. Did Gloria Burgess go already, right? Okay. Brother Hayes, you didn't go last week, right? Okay, don't worry. I got another group for you to be in. Yes. (laughs) Okay, we're going to say, let the interrogation begin. Let the interrogation begin. And let's say, let everybody have the opportunity. Amen? Amen. Hey, I've I seen them before. They look familiar. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, good. Doing good. Doing good. Good. We know y'all from somewhere. Where y'all go to church? We're in and out. In and out? Yeah. In and out. We the whole Huh? What you mean by in and out? We come when we want and go when we want to. Yeah, we can't really find nowhere that's, you know, teaching the truth around these days. Yeah. You know? We we hear, you know, people talking about apostles and prophets and stuff. But have you ever been affiliated with anybody like in the past? Uh, or you just have, I mean, what I'm saying, have you left the particular church and then? Well, we just go, and <coughs> if, if it don't sound right, we, we get out of there, you yeah. know. Yeah, so wait, 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 yeah. y'all, y'all go to, y'all regular church goers, mm-hmm. holy rollers, speak in tongue and all that stuff, right? Yeah, well, God right. said be holy because he is holy. Well, you know, so, you got to get there. Just, ain't got there yet, you. But let me ask you a question. Why you, oh, you know, you got to, God say you're holy, you, you evangelist or something? Anyway, so, 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 what, what, what's all this about? We've been hearing things about an apostle, but we all know that that went away, you know, yeah. when Jesus left, all that went away. All we have now is the deacons, you know, running the church and everything and doing what the pastors say do. No, and they talk about apostles. We don't have deacons running the church here. That's out of order. But what's the order? Well, the order is the, the way God set things up from the beginning. Back in the day when the Israelites came out of Egypt, God gave Moses the pattern for how the church should be. And when Jesus came, Jesus fulfilled everything. He fulfilled all the law. Because God, you know, he gave them the opportunity and said, can you keep my law? And they said, yeah. Well, anybody can keep that law. So Jesus had to come. And so the order of the church... Um, 
Jesus Jesus walked in everything to show us how to how to do. Walked in what? He walked in everything. What he walked in? He walked in. He walked in the fivefold. What's a fivefold? What's a fivefold five is the apostle, which apostle is an ambassador sent by God, mm-hmm. and then you got the um, prophet. The prophet gave you the spoken word. What are you looking at? The prophet gave you the spoken word. You got the little fingers out. Well, I'm just, just you know, <laughs> oh okay. Go to the fivefold. <laughs> prophet gave you the spoken word. Okay. And then you got the uh, evangelists carrying the word. They bring you to Christ, and they bring um, go out to bring in, bring to Christ. And they bring you to a church to be taught by the pastor. Then you have the pastor, the pastor uh, watch over the sheep and nurture you. And then you have the teacher. They break the word down for understanding. Sheep are dumb, right? So you saying we dumb? Well. well not no. only dumb, but you know, we all need to be taught. You're just unlearned until Because we got the Holy God. Spirit. The whole I mean, he teaches us, right? Stuff. Well, you unlearn it until the Holy Spirit show you his way. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, what were those? Okay, so are they gifts or are they callings? Who, it's who, a calling. It's a calling. It's, it's a gift. Who, who called you? The, the Lord calls you. The Lord who? You can't. The Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, okay. How many lords you know of? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a God of this world, but... Yeah, when the Lord calls you, see, you can't just say, I'm going to go be a pastor. Um, that's not for you to decide because if, if you do it on your own, you can't do it. God has to be the he one that backs you up and calls you. Oh, so, so, and he so, equips you when he gives you a, a, a job to do. It's so, a job for the church. So God called you all, you know, the, what you call the fivefold and yes. all this other stuff, right? So why why did he give them all that? Why, why, why did he leave... You say apostles and right. prophetess and evangelists and pastors right. and teachers. Why did he do that? Why, you know, what's the purpose? Every, everybody plays a part. You know, the apostles and the prophets sets for the church to lay the foundation, and then the the, um, the evangelists. I mean, the teacher comes in and gives you understanding. You know, because you go to some church and the pastor sometimes they can just hoop and holler, but you don't get really understanding what they're saying. But a teacher, a teacher, well, a child can understand it. I like mm-hmm. that hooping, though. That hooping, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, but that's just your emotion. Yeah, but what are you coming out yeah. of the church with? Are you coming out of the we church? We be feeling good. Yeah, yeah, but what are you remembering that the word of God is saying? That we had a good time. That we had a good time. See, the, oh, yeah, oh. but that doesn't good last. Good time in the Lord. Don't know me mm-hmm. about no script. But that doesn't yeah. last throughout the week. You need the word of God. You need understanding yeah. other word. You need teaching other That's word. What you okay, need to be so able to go to your church Bible study to get more understanding of what God is saying through that hooping and hollering that you're hearing. Okay. You got to understand what he's saying through the word of God because that's what's going to keep you throughout the week when you're not having good days. But the deacon is what, you know, run the church, right? You know, he no, calls no, the deacons no, doesn't no, run the church. Either the deacon or his wife is the one to count the it's, money. Run that's, the that's really our tradition and the traditions of men make the word of God of none of fact. Mm-hmm. And so if that was all of what you knew and what uh, you based your uh, Christianity on, then you, you've you got to be renewed So what's the job in of your a deacon? Mind. A deacon is to, um, they're on a minister, they have to help the other people, attend the other people, help them when they're in need. So they don't go out there and appoint a pastor over the church no, and tell the pastor what to preach? No, the, no, the pastor appoint the deacons, mm-hmm. and the deacons assist the pastor right. in so whatever is needed. Who they appoint take the things, pastor? It takes things off of the pastor that they, so that the pastor can stand their word and teach you. Because oh. their job, they're like a shepherd over the sheep. We're the sheep, and the shepherd's job is to make sure that the sheep are well taken care of and well fed. Okay. So yeah. that's what the word of God does for us. The teacher breaks down that word so that we can... Um, 
grow in God and know more about him and have a relationship with him. And it affects our everyday life. It makes life awesome, like it, like God intended for it to be. And that's the order of the church. Yeah, because that's God is a of God church. of order. Just like he set the order for Moses to bring the tabernacle, mm-hmm. this is the order now with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is get, leading and guiding through the Holy Spirit for the pastor to set order in that church. And that pastor oh. could go, could work in all the gifts. He could work as a prophetess. I mean, a prophet, uh, uh, evangelist. He could work as a pastor, a preacher, a teacher. But we got a uh, bishop. You know, the bishop is a bishop. But a, bi- a bishop is the same thing as a pastor. But the bishop tells our pastor, we have to, pastor has to go to the bishop. That's yeah. out of order. And the old people, you know, the That's Bible says, call the elders of the church. You call yeah. the old people to pray with somebody. Elders, elders not all. Not mean an old person. Elder, someone young in Christ is learning. It's not because he's an old person. It's not called elder. That's tradition. Well, so what's, a, what's, what, what's an elder? Elder full of wisdom. Stay full of wisdom. Yeah. Okay, so let me. Okay, one final question. All right, y'all saying God, you know, called and, and Jesus gave you gave the gifts and the callings, right? Mm-hmm. So why? Why would why do you why why would you need? I know I understand you saying they laid the foundation and they do all of that, mm-hmm. but what's the other reason? That he that he gave all these gifts or callings, as y'all say, to, to, to teach to teach the people because to edify, we need and to edify the church body got to come together, and we have to become one. We like, need one another. You know how you go to school to learn. The government sets up that you go to school to learn, and this is God's way of setting up His children. When we come to Him, we become His children. And the Bible says, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." And see, everything in the Word of God is a promise to us. That's our rights as kingdom citizens. But if we're not taught about it, then we don't know. We go around ignorant thinking that God don't love us and that sickness and disease is okay and, and, and being unhappy is okay. And, being, and that's not God's way. So God sets up everything to teach us and to help us and to build us up so, so you, that we can help other people. Thank, thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. <laughs> Hey, how y'all doing? Blessed and highly favored. How are you? Blessed and highly favored. Yeah.
Yeah, let's get up a little close on them. How are you blessed and highly favored? How do you know you're blessed and highly favored? Because the word of God, the infallible word of God told me that I am. And I believe what the word of God tells me. What's the infallible word of God? What is you talking about? The word that's written, the written word, the word of God. It's called the Holy Bible. You can get it in all different versions, but myself, I prefer the King James Version. Why do you prefer the King James Version? I just do. That's what the Holy Spirit have me right now. Well, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Yeah, who You've is never that? heard of the Holy Spirit? Mm. Never heard of the Holy Where Spirit. Where we come from, we don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Brother Manny. The Holy Spirit is God. So you don't believe in God? Well, I, we, church I go to, we believe in him, but um, I pastor don't teach on the Holy Spirit. Well, he's the Holy Spirit. When Jesus walked the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. Jesus walked over and he told his disciples, look, I have to go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. So Jesus, when he went away, he sent a comforter, a paraclete, an aide who's going to stand by you, who's going to help you out, who's going to bring back to your remembrance of what the word of God tells you. He's your helper. He's sent from God. See, Jesus went back to be with God and he's sitting at the right hand of God. Okay, well, what does he help us do? Yeah, can you see him? Because we don't. No, you can't see him. You can't see him. But once you well, how you believe in him? Then if you don't see him, because you know you I don't believe in that, again, I don't see. Let, let me talk now. <laughs> once you come <laughs> in that, I don't see. Once you become born again, okay, God comes and dwells you, and dwells you, and then you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. You're sealed until the day of redemption. He comes in and He seals you. Born again? You mean I got to go back? How am I gonna go back through my mama? What you talking Being about? Born, born again? of the Spirit. All right. You have now. to be born of the Spirit, Nicodemus. Well, tell me about this here. I've heard about. The five-fold? What is the five-fold? Well, excuse me, sister. I'm, I'm still trying to find out what the Holy Spirit helped me do. He's going what to help you do. He helps me to understand the word of God. He leads me and guides me into all truth. When I have an issue with something, I say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I cannot do it without you. And boom. So he stopped you from sinning? Say again? He stopped you from will. sinning? He lets me know that I'm righteous. Don't do that, baby. He don't, he don't condemn you, but he convicts you. Just say, for instance, a man look good, mm-hmm. okay? My type of man. Right. I'm a single, wait, wait, wait. Now I'm a single woman. The Holy Spirit will remind you, remind me, baby, you're righteous. Okay. So you don't do what you used to do anymore. So you telling me that he going to take your desire away for that chocolate man? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I'm in this fleshly body, I'm going to have some desires, but he helped me to control them. See, I put my body under subjection. I don't know what that means. Sweetie, can you tell me about the five-fold? Because I want to know about the five-fold. All I hear is the five-fold, the five-fold, right, the ten-fold, right. twenty-fold. How many fold five, is there? Five-fold. What are you they? You have the apostle, you have the prophet, you have the evangelist, you have the pastors, and you have the teachers. So where they come from? They're calls from God. God Who are called, they? They're people. I see, these, I see these people that call themselves apostles, mm-hmm. and they be having on these big, long groves. And people be carrying their water. And that make them all possible? No, clothing doesn't make... Well, why they be doing that possible. to them then? They could be the deacon. It could be the deaconess that's carrying it for Because they act like they God. No, they're... Well, who is that then? Explain it to me. Who is well, that? What are their roles? Why, why, yeah, because um, if the deacon... At my church, the deacon's not going to carry nothing. Because they tell the pastor what to do. They but tell them what to preach on Sunday, so why are they carrying anything for them? The deaconess are not supposed to tell the pastors what to preach. The deacons are there to help and serve others and help and serve within the church, within the body. How do you know? Because for 
my, my grandmama been in uh, church on the hill for 65 years, and that's what she's always told me, and my grandma knows what she's talking about. Your grandmother's in error, baby, because the tradition of men make the word of God in none effect because God gave Moses in the Old Testament the way that he wanted everything to be set up, the tabernacle, right? Now you're the tabernacle because God dwells in you. Once you become born again, he dwells in you. And God gives the order of the church how the church is supposed to be. And as she was saying, you have the apostle lay the foundation. You have the prophetess that's the pointing finger, you know, points you to Christ and give you a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, which the apostle can work in all of them. Then you have the evangelist to go out and bring them in. You have the pastor that's going to love on you, that's going to teach you the word of God. And then you have the teachers. Well, also well what is you. the teachers? Could you tell me what the teachers are? What are their duties? What do they do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The teachers receive the personnel from the pastor when they first come to church. The pastor gives them an overview of what they're going through and what they're going to have. But the teacher, he is the one who really breaks it down. He breaks it down like a light in the dark, shining. So the smallest person in the class will be able to understand. You can't see in the dark. But with the light of Jesus, you can see in the dark a long ways away. That's a teacher. A teacher is dedicated all the time. Not just in church, but the way he lives. And the people that he comes in contact with, that's a real teacher. Well, who told that apostle to um, do all this stuff? Y'all say they go and build the church? They're sent by God. What that mean? They commissioned and sent the ambassadors for God, and God sends them. Just like he sent Jesus, he sends the apostle, and they pioneer. They, they lay the work. They lay the foundation, and that's what's wrong with the church you're in. They don't have the foundation laid right, mm-hmm. and so they lay the foundation, and then they're aided by the, by the prophets as well. They lay the foundations. They correct. They bring order. And then the teachers build up the people. They teach them. They give them understanding. And each one of these officers are submitted one to another in the fear of God, not in the fear of man, not in the fear of the old people in the church. So you have to lay that foundation right, you know, for it to end up right. So who, so did God send them just straight down from heaven? I mean, you said he sent them. How did he send them? Well, Jesus, when they get born again, they have a, a calling on their life. They have a gift, which comes from Jesus, uh, and so when all these gifts come together, they actually is just like Jesus standing in the midst. You know, it forms this whole body, the body of Christ. And so they will function just as Jesus would if he was standing here in his natural body on the earth. Okay, so is that what y'all are doing? Are y'all yeah. called? Are y'all? Yeah, you know, and, and it's for the edifying, for the building up, for the equipping of the saints. So we all come in unity. So well, how will I know y'all. if I'm a Thank pastor? y'all. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> They're they going to really interrogate y'all. They're going on and on and on. I need to put all that on the test. I need to use everything y'all said on the test and see who passed. <laughs> Amen. Wasn't that good? We give God glory for what we're learning from one another. It is good to hear from each individual because somebody might bring it in another way that give you more than what you had before. Amen. So we thank God for that. Um, the last teaching we went over was deacon and y'all threw a little bit of that in there, didn't you tonight? So we know that deacons are ministers. They are servants. They are attendants. Um, and the pastor, um, they help out the pastor. So whatever the pastor have to do, if the pastor is busy and, and can't do it, he'll send the deacons out 
maybe to um, the hospital, maybe to nursing homes or whatever is needed for the deacons to do. That's why they call them um, servants. That's why they call them ministers. And this is why they call them attendants in the body of Christ. We have learned that deacons um, do not rule the pastor. Um, we learned that there is not a deacon board. Did anybody find that in the word, a deacon board? Okay, I haven't found it yet. If anybody find it, let me know because we want to back everything up with the word. But you know, they might be getting that from Acts chapter 6 where they said to go out and find, um, told the disciples, the apostles sent the uh, disciples out and told them to find men that was full of the faith, faith, had an honest report and all of that amongst them. He said, go out and find those men. So you know what? I bet you that's where they got the deacon board from. Because it was seven men. There go your board right there. <laughs> but that's not how I perceived it. So we know that they um, had to have different characteristics. They had to um, have be born again. They had to be full of the spirit of God, um, full of faith, full of wisdom, have a good report. We learned um, how their home's supposed to be. And I can say this. They put in the Bible, check this, y'all. And this is why you got to look at where things come from and the book of the Bible they're coming out of. Notice in 1 Timothy and in Titus, you see the qualifications of an elder, don't you? And you also see deacon's qualification. Have you seen um, the apostles or the prophets or the evangelist qualifications? the way they laid it out in those two books. You don't see them saying anything except dealing with the elder, right? So this is why you have to look at why it was said in these books and not said in other places. Because when we look at Ephesus, um, there were some things that was going on in Ephesus that was out of order. So Paul, he was telling Timothy how to handle um, the people that was in Ephesus and then Titus. So you have to look where they were and what the issues were. Um, so they are good qualifications and we, you know, look at it through the word of God. But we have to be careful to um, just say, you know, we look at pastors and don't look at apostles because God look at everybody. He, he look at their heart and God is the one that give the call. It don't call come from man. And also I want to um, say this, when they mentioned elders um, in first Timothy, the third chapter, they said, don't get an elder. Elder is the same thing as being a pastor. Don't get one that's a novice, meaning that's young, that just have come into the faith because what happens is they have not become mature yet and they won't be ready to be an elder. So we know in the Bible, some of them um, started at 20 and older being pastors, but they were mature. They were brought up as disciples. They were trained. So you have to look at um, a person being trained. And I'm the type of person, if God tell me, go ahead and ordain a person and the person is just coming in, I'll do it. But if God does not say it, and he have people to sit is for a reason because everybody might not be on one accord. So you have to be careful when um, you meet people that say, I'm so-and-so, I'm this. If the first thing they say is their title, something is wrong anyway. Because all of us are here to serve him. All of us are servants, not only the deacons, 
All of us are servants unto him. We're here to do his will and not our will. We want to serve him well. And the only way we can do it is with the help of the Holy Spirit and having the right heart. And that's why we're coming together in this school for everybody to be on the same page. So that way it won't be no isms and schisms in the body of Christ. Amen. And another thing is when you have a person in tradition and you have a person that's been taught from the beginning the way that they need to be taught, they're not going to mix well together because that person with tradition that has been taught that a deacon rule the church and when they see a deacon not ruling the church and the pastor is giving the deacon what to do, they're going to be mad and say the church is out of order. But where are they getting their information from? See, you have to be careful yourself. You have to search the scriptures to know what the scripture is saying. And if you don't know what the scripture is saying, you leave it alone because the Holy Spirit will give you illumination. He will give you revelation. What do we say first that you have to have? You have to have revelation in order to have transformation, and then you're going to have demonstration. So whatever call is upon your life, guess what? If you're in the word of God and you connect in with him, there's going to be demonstration through that call. People are going to know what your call is because they're in the word of God to know each calling of, of each individual let me say this too when we went into Ephesians the fourth chapter remember we talked about Jesus left gifts unto men when he left a gift it's just like a present it's just like he's given you the fivefold they are called ascension gifts they're called callings they're called um, gifts they're called um, offices some people say office so if you hear those terms don't say no, there is not um, gifts, it's a calling. The Bible say he left what? Gifts unto men. So, you know, it's, way, it's ways it can be used interchangeably. So we talked about the deacons and what they do and what they don't do. But this is where I'm going tonight. Um, we're going to go over all the um, gifts that God has left with the body of Christ. We're going to go over that. But before I go over that... I want to um, start here on tonight before we get into the gifts. I want to talk about first, what are spiritual gifts? Now, we went over um, the fivefold, and we know those were gifts as well. They were ministry gifts um, that um, Jesus left in the body of Christ to equip believers so when when the fivefold equip the believers they equip them they train them they um, raise them up to go outside of the church to make disciples that's what the job of the fivefold is for the equipping of the saints and that's what Athea was asking about the fivefold but let's talk about the spiritual gifts what are the spiritual gifts they're special God empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Jesus Christ in order to equip them to serve him. What are spiritual gifts? Special God-empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Jesus Christ in order to equip them to serve him. So in order for us to serve our Father, which are in heaven, we have to have these gifts. We have to, and we talked about the ministry gifts to fivefold, and I'm going to talk about some more but we're going to go through this first so we can understand what spiritual gifts are. Every gift is to serve him. And this is what we got to understand. So many people 
because um, we have these gifts, they use them outside of him. They use them for their own benefit to gain um, for things for themselves, not for the kingdom. So when we have these gifts, it's equipping us to serve him. It's equipping us to bring the kingdom down here on earth so people can see the kingdom of God here on earth. Now, spiritual gifts, on the other hand, I want to talk about this, are to increase as they will increase as we mature in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now your spiritual gifts that he give you, they will increase. And what I mean, you will see people um, operating in them um, more. You will see um, the grace given unto uh, a person, the ability which comes from God, they will increase even more. They will be stronger. Not that you would get more of it, but it will become evident. In the body of Christ, as your relationship matures in him, those gifts that are within you will be evident in the body of Christ. The more you come together with him, the more that you in your word, the more mature that you get, the body of Christ will know your gifting. So this is why we have to develop our relationship with him. Now, this is what first Peter four, verse 10 says, first Peter four, verse 10. And I'm reading the, um, Expanded Bible. Each of you have received a gift to use to serve others. Be good servants, stewards, managers of God's various gifts of grace. Each of you have received a gift to serve others. Be good servants, stewards, managers of God's various gifts of grace. So understand, all of us in this room have been given a gift as believers. But we use these gifts to serve each other. These gifts that we have is not um, based upon me, myself, and I. Looking at yourself all the time. The gifts that God give us is to serve others. When you go into the word of God, starting at the book of Acts, well, you can start in the Old Testament when the spirit of God come upon the people of God, they were doing a work for him. We'll look at the tabernacle. When God anointed them with, the, with his spirit, which come upon them, um, he had somebody to, um, you know, build everything that needed to be built in the um, tabernacle. So it was the spirit of God, the ability of God that come upon them to do what they were doing. So we in the body of Christ, whatever gift that he give you, God is going to give you that ability. He's going to anoint you to do it to serve others. Remember, the, the God that was um, doing all of the furniture and all of this, he was using the gift that God gave him. It was for the purposes of God. It was not to benefit him. It was for God's purpose. So we as the people of God, whatever gift that you have, it is not for you to go out and solicit that gift. I have a problem with people that say, per se, that they are prophets. You see more people that are prophets trying to have these meetings to benefit them, money, 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 not to bring to the body of Christ edification, not to build up the body of Christ, but they're trying to draw people unto themselves, and that's out of order. Everything that we get from God is for his benefit, it's for the kingdom of God. It is not for us. So most people... Take what God has given them to get more money for themselves. It's not about that. It's about the kingdom of God. So this is what 1 Peter 4.10 is saying. I want to encourage you. Everybody in this room have a gift. 
But that gift is not for you. It's to serve one another. Let's say Jennifer Simpson have a gift. The gift that she have, she's going to um, go to Sister Denise and she's going to use that gift to encourage Sister Denise with what she have. And this is why we have to be so careful. You know, I, I know this too, the, the nine gifts of the spirit. I'm going to talk about that because this is part of the spiritual gifts. People that have the nine gifts of the spirit, they look at it as if, okay, Lord, I need to operate in one of these gifts for you to tell me something. Remember, these gifts operate as the spirit wills. As God choose to operate in that gift or allow you to operate in that gift, it is really not for you. It is for someone else. But if God choose to use that gift on your behalf, notice that when a person is using the word of knowledge, it is something presently that's being told to a person that's happening in their lives, right? So that's how a word of knowledge is used. The other day I was on the phone and um, we were praying, me and an apostle, and as we was praying, um, and we got to the end of our prayer and we just, you know, giving God glory, praying in tongues and everything. And all of a sudden at the end of the prayer, she began to call out somebody's name and the name that she called out, I knew what was going on with the person, but I didn't tell her what was going on with the person, but God used the word of knowledge coming for her for that particular person. So I had to share with that person. They said, did you tell her that? I said, no, I didn't. That is the spirit of God using her in prayer. Guess what she was doing? She was bringing a word from, um, to that person, letting that person know God heard you. So what am I telling you? It is not for our benefit. It is to help somebody else. It's just like an exchange. It's just like when you meet a person. I give you an example. Several years ago, um, God had given me a dream. And in the dream, he showed me a meeting. And in the meeting, I was one of the speakers, and he showed me everything that went on in that meeting, and he let me know a message that this prophet come up to me and gave me this message, and I never shared it with anyone. I never shared it. So when I went to Apostles two years ago, about a year ago, at that meeting, and Gloria went to the bathroom with me, waiting on me um, to come out the bathroom. When I come out the stall, I looked at Gloria, I'm like, oops. I saw this before and everything began to appear before me. And I was telling Gloria, I said, Gloria, I saw this. So when I got in the hall, I saw Terry standing. I said, yes, I saw this. So I knew I didn't know who God was going to use to bring me that message, but I knew the message was in the house. So as we went on through the meeting and some of y'all may remember the lady that was there, I said, you're bothering me. You pulling on my spirit. And I end up giving her the mic. She gave me the message. And what am I saying? I only shared it with God. That was something that was presently going on in my life. And God shared it with her. And the first thing she told me, she said, I need to see you by yourself. So what I'm telling you is these, this is where we mess up at. When we have the gifts of the spirit that is given to us to um, serve others with, because God give us those gifts to help others. So I'm not saying that 
God won't allow these gifts to manifest in your life, but you shouldn't be looking for these gifts to manifest per se in your life. You should be looking for these gifts to manifest in other people's lives to let them know that Jesus is Lord. That he has heard your cry. He has heard your prayer. You are the healed of the Lord. Pain goes right now in the name of Jesus. The back pain that you have been experiencing, you will not have that again in Jesus' name. Because he said he has sent his word and he has healed you and delivered you from your destruction. He's sending that word to somebody even right now that's watching. Why? Because it's something presently going on that they've been crying out to God for. If I get selfish and say, oh, I ain't telling Teresa nothing. I'm keeping it to myself. This, this is not my job to do this because if I'm um, working for God and he has anointed me and he has given me the gifts, he has given me the ability, it's not for me to say whom I'm going to speak to and what I'm going to say and what I'm not going to say. This is why I have to go over this first because we got selfish people in the body of Christ. Some people want to operate in these gifts to say, look at me, I hear God too. And that's why some gifts is not manifested in your life because your heart ain't right. And in order for the gifts to manifest in your life, you have to know the love of God. You have to allow the love of God to flow through you. You can't pick and choose just because a person is hateful, just because a person is your worst enemy. You cannot pick and choose to say, I'm not going to tell them that. It's not up to you to say what I'm not going to do because guess what? You're working for the kingdom of God. These are his gifts. He's stirring up these gifts as he wills. Now, if you get to the point that you're just hateful, that you have become bitter, that you have become unforgiving, guess what? God can't use you the way he need to use you because there's blockers in your life. God want to use you, but he's seeing that his love will not be able to flow through you the way it needs to flow. I know in my life I have had some enemies and still got some. Hallelujah. But I give God glory. Let me tell you why. Because even having enemies, I still have the love of God for my worst enemy. I always try to stay encouraged and say, you know what, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Somebody told me they know what they do. I said, no, they know not what they do. Because some people say, now, you know they ain't that ignorant. They know what they're doing to you. But guess what? They're allowing the enemy to use them, but I still have to have that forgiving spirit. And it was one person that I knew they put me down, talked about me, ridiculed me, and I knew it was a lie. But let me tell you what the Lord had me to do. The Lord had me to call this person. No, I'm going to back up. This person called me. And they were telling me, they said, you know, I was cooking something and you come before me. And I thought about you. I said, well, praise God. Now, I could have been a person to say, lose my number and don't call this house again. But I didn't do that. So as we was on the phone, we began to talk and I hung up the phone. And the Holy Spirit said, uh-uh, call him back. And tell them that you love them. I said, okay. It wasn't hard for me to do because I didn't have anything in my heart against that person. So when I called them back and told them that I loved them, they just broke down and they began to cry. And they say, I love you too. I never stop loving you. I say, outside of everything, I want you to know I love you and I had already forgiven you. Why am I saying this? Because when God gives you a gift, gifts, 
It is not your gift. It is his. You got to learn that you cannot pick and choose when you want to use it. Or pick and choose when you want to turn it on and turn it off. You know how some people get in meetings and say, I think I want to turn, turn on a prophet tonight. Or I think I want to turn on healing tonight. Come here, come here. I believe God want to heal. Be healed. It ain't like that. You can't turn it on and turn it off. It's as the Holy Spirit wills. And as you get in connection with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Monica, stand up, baby. I just took a glimpse of you and this just come to me. Just stand right there in the middle and hold up your arms. God said tonight you are strengthened. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be strengthened in Jesus name. And every spirit of infirmity that has been attacking your body. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Father I thank you for divine healing. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And every lie that the enemy has told her this morning. It's a lie from the pit of hell. She is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. She shall rise up in her authority. She shall rise up in healing. She shall rise up in strength. In Jesus name. God we give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Come on and give God glory. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we honor you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. And Miss Linda, just stand right there. Just walk up here and stand there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear him say, daughter, I'm doing a good work in you. And I shall finish that work even until the day of Jesus Christ. Outside of what everybody has said and outside of even what they're saying now that you haven't heard. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Every word curse that has come at you that's not of God. I curse it at the root and it dies unborn in Jesus name you shall fulfill the call that God has upon your life in Jesus name and every sickness that's even have tried to attack you we bind it right now in Jesus name and say be healed be made whole in Jesus name every cold virus we curse it at the root in Jesus name Healing is the children's bread, and it has come to your house on tonight. God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy of glory. Hallelujah. He's worthy of honor tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory, God. He is an awesome God. Amen. He is worthy. So every gift, the gifts that we have, they don't belong to us. They belong to him. And he stirs up these gifts as he will. 
So we're getting into the gifts, but we have to get into this first because we have to leave self out of it. Anytime you put yourself in the way, guess what? It won't work. It won't work the way God will have it to work. It may work the way you have it to work, but it won't be like God needs for it to be for that person or for the situation that person is going through. So this is what we have to do. Everything we do should be for the glory of God. Everything we do should be for the glory of God. I'm telling you, y'all, God is so good because if y'all grab hold to these teachings and you grab hold to him first and foremost, and you say, God, not my will, but let your will be done. God, wherever you send me and whatever you do in my life, God, I am ready, I'm willing, and I'm able because of you and not because of me. Hallelujah. We're going to get through this. Amen. God, I thank you. Sister Loretta, stand in that middle aisle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said he's already turned it around for you. He's just turn around one time. He said he's already turned it around for you. Everything that has come in to attack you through family, even through job. God said, I have already turned it around. It's already fixed. It's already a done deal. The only thing you got to do is give him glory. And, and she's one that will give him some, won't she? <laughs> she's one that would give him some. She give him everything. See, she, she give him everything. And that's what he loves. If you keep your mind on what he's already done, instead of putting your mind on what you see, God said you will begin to see the manifestation which I have already done. God said it's already done. God said, speak those things, woman of God, that be not as though they were. And glorify me in it to know that I am still God. Amen. To God be the glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just going to put me on some dark shades up here. And I'm just going to do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good, isn't he? He's so worthy, y'all. He's so worthy to be praised. I just honor him. If we do exactly what the word, hallelujah, <laughs> if we do what the word of God tell us to do, I mean, y'all, it's already done. Amen? Amen? We just got to do, I will not, I, thank you, Lord, I'm, uh, Teresa Waddell. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hmm. Just assume the position, honey. <laughs> I got a question for you. Why do you doubt me? The enemy wants you to doubt God. The enemy wants you to question God. And he said, why do you doubt me? God said, I have brought you through some raging storms. I have brought you through some things that you even thought that you could not come out of, things that you thought that you could not bear. Teresa, I see you, not now, but I see you before just in the floor, 
with your hands on your head and just crying out to God with all that's within you, thinking that you weren't going to make it, thinking that you couldn't get through it because if it wasn't husband, it was children. If it wasn't children, it was something else. But God said, let me tell you something. You done rolled a storm just like a tornado. And he said, I brought you through it. He said, so why doubt me? He said, even in the back of your mind, you have questions. He said, you don't actually speak them out, but you got so many questions in your mind. And God said, before I can answer those, you got more just out there. Baby, you can have a book full of questions and you still waiting on God to answer. But God said, when you called on me the first time, he said, I answered you. He said, I'm a God that will show you great and mighty things. And guess what? God said, I have already moved in your direction, daughter. He said, I have already moved in your direction. He said, even when you walk in your house, the power of God walks in with you. He said, the reason why that house seemed like it's so tore up is because you're carrying the presence of the Lord. And each time the presence show up, that's when the enemy want to show his face. But God said, I have given you the power. He said, you have it in you. And as you open your mouth and you speak the word, he said, the word quickens. The word brings life. Baby, you got more in you than you even believe yourself. God said, you so full of the word, but you afraid to let the word out. He said, let my word come forth. Let my word come forth. God say, eat my word. And as you eat my word, he said, it's going to come out of your mouth and you're going to begin to prophesy. God, I thank you and I praise you right now. I give you glory, God. Hallelujah. God is so good, isn't he? <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thea, just get up and thank him now. Just get up and thank him now. Because that what you asked God to do. He said, I already done it. only thing you have to fear is to have the fear of God because no weapon formed against you daughter shall prosper help me God in my perfectionism he said I already have just accept it accept what I have already done because he said it's already done and the way you open in your mouth and hear, interrogating, and speaking the word back to people, God said, open your mouth outside the church. Because as you open your mouth outside the church, many is going to come to the kingdom. He said, only thing you got to do is stand in one spot. And as you begin to speak the word of God, you're going to have multitudes all around you ready to hear what God said. He said, because I have given you the voice. Only thing you got to do is open your mouth. 
And he said, the way that you bring it, it draws them to me. He said, because you're not looking at a way to bring it just to draw attention to you, but it's just who you are. Hmm. Let him be God. Let him be God. Baby, even on your breaks, only thing you got to say is Jesus in the song. And people accept it the way you bring it. Let God be God. That's why I said, get your praise on now. Glory. Hallelujah. Get your praise on Thank now. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Devil, Woo! stand right there right quick. Got something to tell you, baby. I'm going to try this song. Try it for you. He touched me. Help me, y'all. Come on, something happened. That's the part. He touched you, baby, tonight and made you whole. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, every sickness have to go right now in Jesus' name. Pain in your body, go in the name of Jesus. You are the healed, not going to be, but you are the healed of the Lord. You can quit trying these remedies. God said, healing is already yours. And Father, I thank you that it's manifesting right now in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise right now. We thank you, God, that it's done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I see... I don't know who's watching tonight, but somebody's reaching out for that healing. Somebody's reaching out and say, oh, that's me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's mine. Hallelujah, God, we give you glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And hell no, you got the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So when the devil want to come to you and tell you, you done lost your mind, say, no, I didn't. Say, because I have the mind of Christ and he don't lose his mind. Says, I have the mind of Christ. Not going to get it, but I already have it in Jesus' name. Oh, we honor God tonight, don't we? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is a wonder. Hallelujah. We give God glory. Hallelujah. And guess what, y'all? We're going to continue this teaching next Tuesday. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isn't he good, y'all? He is so good. He is so awesome. And Jennifer Porter, you already know. Lord, I thank you. <laughs> you already know. 
You know, sometimes we say, Lord, just tell me. Just tell me what you want me to do, God. I've been asking you for so long. Jennifer, you remember that day in the office when I said, it's right there in your hand. And, you, and after a while, the light come on. You already know. Everything you have, you, you spit it out over there. Everything you have is already in him. Long as you're following his way of doing things, you should already know. It's already done. Your help, it's already come. It's already done. <laughs> we give God glory. Hallelujah. God is just so good. He's so wonderful. He's so awesome. And this is what I'm going to do before I um, go into anything else on tonight. Is there somebody in this room that have a word from the Lord? Come on, Sister Elno. Amen. 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 See, see, you, you got the mind of Christ. That go way back, don't it? Elno said, I ain't paying that bill. That's a coffee. So she got a testimony tonight. Amen. So God is good. Hallelujah. We give God glory. We'll continue this teaching next week. And I haven't even got to number one scripture, right? Hallelujah. God is good. He's good. He's good. Amen. Do we have any announcements before we close on tonight? Oh, I have this announcement. You can come up, Teresa. I have this announcement. I was stopping at 75